everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your... Yeah, I believe so. Your favorite (laughs) podcast. I just want to make sure. Your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your... Together. That wasn't too together, but we'll go with it. Well, the cool thing is, like, from from where I'm sitting and the three of you are sitting, it was like stereo for me. (laughs) That sounds sounds pretty cool. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, We've got a full house in the the hot studio today. My name is Rohila. You've got your man Kyle Reed. Kevin Barquest. Glenn Rooks here. Giggity, 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 Glenn Rooks. My man. Giggity, giggity, goo. <laughs> All right. So one of the one of the most popular episodes that we've ever done is an episode, I and mean, we probably did this maybe 150 episodes back or something, but it was Things That Make You Smile. How many episodes back, Rohit? It, it had to have been at least 150, 150. or something like that. Isn't Look that at crazy that. to think Isn't about? Isn't that nuts? God damn it. Um, Joe Rogan eats your heart out. Yeah. Uh, so it was about 150 episodes ago, and it was things that make you smile. And we're not just talking about things that, you know, will, will bring a nice smile to your face, but just deep down inside. Like, I remember Kyle was talking about waking up on Christmas morning from his nap and mm-hmm. seeing all the Christmas lights and watching Christmas Story. Uh, our boy Cloud, Christian Cloud, talked about his Moravian cookies. Moravian cookies. And so, I mean, that was just such a fun episode. And Kyle and I were having lunch today. And we started thinking a little bit more about um, different topics that we could record today, and, and happiness seemed to come up a lot. And so what we want to talk about are, what is the source of your happiness? So not just what brings a smile to your face. I mean, we're, we're really going deep in here, because what we want to talk about is the source of your happiness, what truly makes you happy. Is that something internal, something that you can control, something that you can be proactive about? Or is it external, where you rely on external resources to, to make you happy? And it's not necessarily that one is right, one's wrong. It's just for, for us as individuals, we're going to be Let's talk about it, right? talking about it out loud. And so, um, Kyle, if you wouldn't mind, um, you know, maybe sharing how, how you brought up this episode today. First of all, I'd like to say that I just want to welcome the fact that four grown men can come and sit in a room really, really close together and talk about happiness. Yeah. Good stuff. That's nice. Good I like stuff. It. Uh, so the episode came up today. Did you say good stuff? Good stuff. That's like you wearing the sunglasses on, on your on the, on forehead. On the forehead instead of the back of my head? Yeah, good shit, good shit. There we go. <laughs> uh, Glenn, come on, chime in here. Groovy, groovy. Groovy, groovy, my man. Appreciate you. Kevin's so like, oh, dang it. You guys didn't tell me I need my own tagline. You gotta have you your own tagline, man. <laughs> good shit, good shit. Groovy, groovy. Roy hits us, get your... Bye. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, in the end, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Uh, <laughs> I hope, please don't, like, think that's the end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. It's not, it's Continue not. Keep listening. listening. Yeah. Keep, we have good shit for you. Good shit, good <laughs> shit for you. Groovy, groovy. So, the the idea for this came up because I was having a conversation with a friend of mine over the weekend, and he's recently separated from his wife of, uh, whew, I don't know, eight to ten years, probably been a while. Um and he, we, he was just expressing to me that he's in probably the best place mentally he's been in a long time. 
And I thought that was phenomenal. And we discussed a few things. And one of the things he had mentioned was that he realized that, and I like this phrase, this is not what he said, but this is what I'm saying, I'm paraphrasing, that he was not the stakeholder of his own happiness. So I like that as a question. Who is your happiness stakeholder? Is it you or is it somebody else? He put all of his happiness in the hands of his wife because he wanted to make her happy. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with a husband wanting to do anything he can to make his wife happy. I do as much as I can possible to make Emily happy. Rohit, I'm sure you do the same thing for Christina. No, not always. Not always? Every once in a while. <laughs> Can't let her get used whenever to me making you, her too happy. Whenever you feel like it. It'll become a standard. Yeah, if I buy her roses all the time, she expects roses and doesn't appreciate them. This is bullshit. <laughs> Twice a year. No, kidding. Kidding, <laughs> kidding. But, but what he realizes, and, and again, this isn't to say that it's a bad thing at all. It's that the things that brought him happiness were his wife's happiness. So in reality, he began to lose his individuality. Now, one of the analogies that I really, really, really love, and I've talked about this on the podcast tons of times, is I am a sucker for Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. They're delicious. They're chocolatey. They're peanut buttery. They're creamy. Very tasty. They're crunchy. They're extremely, extremely mm-hmm. tasty. Especially right out of the fridge. Right out of the fridge, brother. Right out of the fridge with a glass of milk. Mm. Goodness, get out of town, cousin. Get out of town. Snuck into a theater. We just had? Way better. Now... When you bite into a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, you don't mm. taste peanut butter-flavored chocolate. And you don't taste chocolate-flavored peanut butter. You taste chocolate and peanut butter. These two things go hand in hand. They are probably a better marriage than Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. This <laughs> 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 is the first thing that came to mind. First thing that came to mind. Uh, is that an open one? All right, Glenn's favorite... Michelle and Barack. Now, the most important thing about these two things is the fact that they still have their own sense of individuality. You bite into that piece, you taste chocolate, you taste peanut butter. They go good together. They go better together than anything else, but did not lose their sense of individuality. And I think that is symbolic of a very, very healthy relationship. And that's the path that we want to lead down, is these two things, they can provide their own happiness. They're happy on their own. They're better together, but they are their own stakeholder and their own happiness. And they still have a sense of individuality. Yeah, I so I think to, that's very important. I, I used to hear that, uh, you know, especially from couples that my dad would give marital counseling to. Oh, yeah. Premarital um, counseling or premarital post and both? post both. Okay. Um, but... He would always go in with this thing, and he'd ask them what what they thought the relationship should be like. And every single one of them would always say 50-50. That's not true. Each person should go in with 100%. 100%. And every time, it ended up being that those relationships that you know believed in 50-50, they had troubles. Yeah. It's always 100%. you got to take care of the happiness of both parties yeah you got to be fully devoted to the partner and that partner has to be fully devoted to you but that doesn't mean you can't take care of yourself too yeah and can you truly be devoted to somebody if you don't uh 
understand yourself. You're not devoted mm, to yourself. Exactly. It's not. It's not necessarily selfish to say that. I don't. Believe. No, not at all. Yeah. See, that's kind of where the idea came from, and that was maybe a little bit of a long-winded explanation. But mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of where that's kind of where I was at with it, and I thought that it was important because it was one thing that I I recognized myself doing here as well is I put a lot of my happiness in Emily's happiness. But again, what man wouldn't want to see his better half, that's what I like to say, my better half. Um, yeah, we like her better. See? <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I haven't even met her and I like her better. So see? I knew it. <laughs> Damn it. Trust me, she's way cuter. Oh, my lesser half. Uh, (laughs) happy right I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I think that you have to continue to stay true to yourself stay focused on yourself and ensure that you are not foregoing your happiness for somebody else's but so the one thing I have noticed about you though Mm -hmm. is there are things that you new experiences that you would enjoy that you have held back from because you're like, I would rather do this with Emily. Oh, yeah. And so I I guess my question for you would be, are you doing that maybe too often and not exploring things on your own? Because I I can tell you, like, in in college, there were five of us guys living together, right? Mm -hmm. In a one-bedroom house. (laughs) And that whole year, I was the only one without a girlfriend. Weekends were extremely boring for me. Like, they're all doing their things together. Because they're hugged up. And I'm like, okay, I, you know. and But looking back now, I'm so thankful for that because there were so many things that I got to experience as an individual that made me more self, self-reliant and self-understanding that now I can bring that to a relationship a sense of individualism. Mm-hmm. And I think so many couples out there, there's not a, an Emily and a Kyle. It's Emily and Kyle. There, there's no sense of individualism. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm not saying, because you no, guys, I, I do believe, are, are individuals. But are you maybe doing that and robbing yourself of that experience? It's a good question. Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to take more stock of that. To, to answer that honestly, probably wouldn't do a good job of doing it on the air today. I would say, though, there are instances, if it's if it's something that I know I'm truly going to enjoy, and she's really maybe not feeling it, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway. So I think that that is healthy, 100%. That if you know something is going to bring you joy, skiing, she just, I want her to come to the mountain with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to let her lack of joy in doing an activity prevent me from exercising my joy to do that activity. But what about with new experiences? New experiences, um, you know, it's hard to say. I think because when I think of new experiences, I want it, most experiences I want to share with somebody, right? I think that's kind of a innate quality in myself and the monkey personality trait is to be part of a crowd okay and to share experience with somebody so i think that's native to me yeah because that's where i get my energy and uh 
just my personality from really right is it's having people around me it, it brings things out of me so a lot of experiences I do want to experience with other people and to me what better person than the person that I love so I haven't looked at it from that perspective yet I would say that there are some things that I maybe do want to do about myself um, certain runs that I'm just like, no, you know, I, I want to do this by myself. Or I can't think of anything specifically right now. Like certain TV shows. Mm-hmm. No, I just, this is, I want this to be mine. This is going to be all me. You know, um, things like that. I don't know, little things, I guess. But I have to, I'd have to really look into it a little bit more. Yeah. To understand if it's robbing me of an experience or if delaying it is improving my experience. And, and I think the way you just phrased it right now is excellent. Improving your experience versus, you know, experiencing it yourself. Yeah. What about you, Kevin? Like, what, what are some of your thoughts? Or Well, I, I was literally just right before you said that, I was thinking, does it really matter if he waits for someone else to, to share that with? Because I don't think, if you're still giving yourself the opportunity to have an experience... I don't think that inviting someone else is going to make your experience any greater or lesser, unless, of course, that person was a very negative person, which obviously we're not talking about that. You wouldn't marry your yeah, wife. Get, if, get rid if, of her. If she was like that. Get but, out. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, use some other good examples. You know, if she doesn't like to do it and she wouldn't have joy and she might bring you down from doing something, yeah. that, that makes absolute sense. That's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I'm not coupled right now, I guess you could say. Um coupled <laughs> but i you know i do you have, are your better half yep i am i'm my my best and worst half all all bald and <laughs> the cool thing is my worst half is almost non-existent so there you go it's good um but no i mean i've got a couple couple kids and they're freaking awesome but i i have at times had to give up on opportunities because of them and it's not not so much because i i chose them over an experience or an opportunity it's more responsibilities it, right? it, it's more responsibility related exactly mm-hmm. and you know like i i've had so here's here's a here's a thing and and i'm i'm injecting here because i think it's it's uh pertinent could that potentially lead to resentment now that's a dangerous and um potentially emotional question right but what you said was i didn't choose that was because it was a responsibility because it it felt like something you had to do um i would say if there was an experience that was cool enough i would make the decision to find a way to do it okay um I, i would say that the experiences that i'm thinking of in particular just aren't aren't worth going above and beyond a couple of phone calls to try and find a sitter got it um, like, you know, uh, things that are really not a big deal. Okay. So if it was advantageous of you to, to, to go out and, and enjoy this experience or whatever it may be, right. you would do it. But if not, you don't feel like it's worth added effort. Exactly. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Because if it was, I would definitely put out effort and I would find a way. There's there's definitely ways that yeah. that I could, could do something if I wanted to. Yeah. And, and that's, that's good because now it's, you know, I'm thinking down this potential resentment uh, anger, frustration path with someone is, you know, Rohit, you had mentioned times that I would say, oh, I would want to do this 
with Emily, I think would be great. But is it that my expectation is that she's going to enjoy it as much as I would? And if she doesn't, does and if that she doesn't, then you. what? Oh, if she doesn't, then what? Is that shit on my happiness? Yeah. So I'm not my happiness stakeholder. Yeah. Right. Who's the decision maker, and who's the influencer? Right. She can influence my happiness, mm-hmm. but am I influencing my own? And is that fair of her? Sorry, sorry, not fair of her, but but fair, fair to her. her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I would say it's not at all. Yeah. No, you end up giving it, her the responsibility. Yeah. In, he said it's not. It's not a <laughs> goofball. No matter that it comes from a positive place, right, and a place of wanting to provide joy and happiness and pleasure for somebody, mm-hmm. but it could create the opposite because of the expectation. Yeah. So then in a relationship, should each person have a responsibility to try and encourage what makes someone happy? I, th- I don't know. I, I think, think in a relationship explore. that, at least to you know, hey, honey, what makes you happy? What what do you like doing? I think it's oh, I've never tried that. You know what? I've never really considered it, but I'll try it with you. Yeah, and I want you to be happy doing it. So do it for you, and I'll go along. Yeah, that that sort of encouragement can mean the difference in a relationship. Yeah, I, th- I think if you know, just going down the relationship bunny hole, if if you're clearly communicating with each other. Things that make you happy, make you sad, make you excited, make you angry. You're going to have a good idea whether or not they're going to want to do it, but you're never really going to know until you actually have a conversation. Hey, I'm going to go jump off the house over across from Rohit's house tomorrow. Do you want to come? <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you're not going to truly know. Got to you. Kevin, that is stupid. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Which it would be because, I mean, I wouldn't plan on wearing a parachute if I'm going to jump off that house. It's not that high, right? <laughs> the shoe wouldn't even open. So, yeah, that's true. You hit the ground with a shoot behind you. Oh, man. Can I just say I love that you said bunny hole, not rabbit hole? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell he's the father of two girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's crazy how this, obviously that was one of the things that when I introed this episode was my perception was in relation, in relationship to a relationship. Yeah. But this has so many other things, right? So when we talk about this happiness piece. You know, Rohit, we joked that for you, it's not just Taco Bell and Legos, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not just... New York style pizza in Jordans, and for Glenn, Chicago style pizza and in video, video games. games, right? So it's it's deeper than that. It's <laughs> it's another Deep-ish. step. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it sounds good. Jared, Jared, Jared Giordano's. Giordano's. Oh, yeah, even Kevin agrees. Yeah. I can't have Giordano's right now. <laughs> so the the one thing that that I think is interesting is the source of happiness, internal versus external, right? And when we were talking to you about experiencing things with Emily, that's an external source of happiness. And, and I strongly believe that in order to be a complete person, it's not a balance. I believe more of it has to be internal as, as far as the cause of happiness. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, you can stick me in a room with nothing and I could still have a blast. And I think all of you guys know me enough to know, like, I could be by myself and still have a lot of fun. But it wasn't always that way. Mm. You know, I mean, I remember there were times when I wouldn't even go to a grocery store by myself. Really? Yeah, because I, and and here's the interesting thing, is anytime you've got I love it. A, a behavior, you need to think about where that behavior came from. 
So for me, I couldn't go to a grocery store or any public place by myself. And the reason why is growing up, I would see other people by themselves and I would judge them like, oh, they don't have any friends. They're they're losers or, or whatever. And so I think anytime you've got a behavior, you need to really analyze where that behavior came from. I just judge them based on what's in their shopping cart. Oh, do you? <laughs> I'm okay. No. Um, I wouldn't say judge. That's a very oh, yeah. someone's barbecue tonight. I'm going to go well, introduce myself. One hundred percent doing it though. You know. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get it. it and yeah, and so now it's because that's a perception. Yeah, someone and, that goes to movies by themselves. Yeah, and now I love going to the movies by myself. It's mm-hmm. it's refreshing. I laugh more. I cry more. I just just sit back and enjoy. And there's two things I really try to live my life by now. And that's the, I've got the curiosity of a child and I never stop learning. And I think as long as you have those two things, you're forever young. And it's not just stuff that I'm interested in. There are so many things that, Kevin, perfect example. Kevin, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can email Kevin at gystpodcast.com for your insurance needs, as well oh, as yeah. for your, if you're in the market for housing. I've learned so much from Kevin about insurance. I have no interest in insurance, right? But he you does. You get it because you have to have it. Yeah. But but Kevin does. He gets passionate about this. And when we're hanging out, he like you can hear the passion in him. Yeah. It, it takes a special person. You're, you're right. a little crazy. That and, and through that process, like I've learned so much. But what is that doing in return? It's educating me. And it's strengthening my relationship with Kevin, two. And three, it's giving him a platform to, to speak about stuff that he's passionate about. He can talk about insurance. I can talk about baseball. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it's stuff that, that brings us passion. And I think if you have those two things, the curiosity of a child and the willingness to never stop learning about anything, that's what keeps you going. And that is the source of... For, for at least for myself, of, of the internal happiness. And I think, and, and I strongly feel that at least 75% of your happiness has to be internal. Or otherwise, you know, how many times, and it wasn't always that case, I was in a relationship, things went south, and I was devastated because I'm relying on her for my happiness. Now where do you go? And when you do that and it falls apart, what, 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 what do you do? Mm-hmm. You, you don't have an identity. Yeah, because yeah, your identity yeah. consisted of somebody else's happiness. Yeah. So you don't even know what to do. Like if things fell apart, who is Kyle Reed? Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. I think we've, we've talked about how, at least I know all four of us, have had major relationship fall apart. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, how do you reinvent yourself or rediscover yourself when you mm-hmm. realize... That you never really focused on you. Yeah. Glenn eats carrots like a walrus. Man, I'm just when he's trying to fascinated by him. (laughs) (laughs) At least one of us. It still fascinates him that he sees me eating carrots. Yeah, that's true. Any veggies. Yeah, you put enough ranch on them; they don't even taste like carrots anymore. Does that bring you happiness, Glenn? Ranch. Does that bring you happiness? Carrots. A little bit right now, huh? Carrots and corn are my two favorite veggies. Okay, there we go. There we go. Unless we're talking deep fried <coughs> potatoes. 
We were <laughs> stop it. <laughs> we were talking about something else downstairs, Rohit, and you had made a statement about when you're truly happy. Is it that you can make yourself happy? And we discussed this distinction between making yourself happy and being happy with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're two completely different things. I think that making yourself happy requires action. It's fleeting. It's a temporary feeling. It's a temporary emotion. And it requires you to execute some task, if you will. And it's almost as if it's doing something to get you out of the dumps. You mentioned a relationship. Relationship falls apart. What do you do? You go out to make yourself happy or you go spend money on something to make yourself happy or you find something that you lean on to provide a temporary sense of happiness. And I think that's making yourself happy. Whereas I believe being happy with yourself requires no action. It's truly a state of mind. It just is. It's Buddha. It just is. Nothing required. You're okay with yourself. Oh my goodness, Glenn. I got the you, Buddha pose. I'm ready you, to go. You really do. I'm going to put some pennies on you and walk into the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. You're truly happy with yourself and your happiness is not reliant on anyone. Not a loved one, uh, your parents, children, mm-hmm. none of that. Now you, you hear that people say when they had kids, it brings them more joy than anything. I would maybe ask you, Kevin, if you could attest to that. I, I hear a lot of my friends say the same thing. I don't have children, so I can't pretend to understand how that feels like. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting helping to develop little minds and, yeah. and little little skills. And, I mean, am I happier when they're around? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But am I less happy when they're not around? I mean, maybe if I think about it. But yeah. I, I don't know that my happiness relies on just them, them be, being around and being being themselves or doing good or bad things or whatever. Yeah. It just adds just to. One it, part it, it of adds your, to, yeah. One yeah. part of your happiness. Yeah. Okay. No, that's that's good. That's good. And I think those are things to take a look at, right, is truly being happy with yourself is having the ability to truly be happy with someone else or make someone else happy without those actions being reliant upon your happiness. Yeah. I, I did want to bring up a couple things real quick. Um, I, I started the episode by talking about the episode of Things That Make You Smile. Uh, that is episode 11. And uh, someone else that I wanted... 156, 55 episodes oh, yeah, ago. something like that. <laughs> and the other thing is, um, you, you heard Kyle talk about how he's a monkey. And what that relates to is we did an episode, episode 78, called The Personality Matrix... Mm-hmm. where we go over the four major personality styles. And uh, just as a, as a quick recap for that, because I think in, in a recent episode, uh, Kyle referred to me as a koala. So just super quick overview. Uh, Kyle's a monkey. They uh, tend to be the life of the party, really outgoing, extroverts. Um, and the, the main driving force for, for them is the need to be included. And so... One of the extensions of that is wanting to include other people, which yeah. is 
maybe why you want to do so many activities with Emily. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm a koala. Uh, I define myself by the love that I get from other people. My deepest desire is the need to be loved. And so koalas have a tough time saying no. They'll say yes to everything. They'll bend over backwards for people. Uh, then you've got the owl, which is Kevin. Uh, analytical. They, they love facts and figures. They tend to be insurance agents. Um, <laughs> and uh, their deepest desire is the need to be, the need to no. not be wrong, which is why uh, they tend to be really slow paced, and they're the ones who want all the information. He actually looks at the instructions when he buys new IKEA furniture. Oh, uh, shit. Sometimes I think everybody Sometimes. ends up looking yeah. at them. And then you've got Glenn. Glenn's a lion. Uh, they tend to be a bit more serious, a bit more no nonsense. You know, please get to the point. You're wasting my time. Uh, Come on, and, get to the point, Rohit. And their deepest desire is the need to be right. And so, because of that, a lot of times uh, they tend to be very aggressive and forceful. And people will just back off just because they don't care anymore. Um, but uh, argue till he's blue in the face. Yeah, but but very facaded. Um, and they, they tend to hold up, um, uh, they tend to inflate themselves like a peacock to, to try to seem tougher than they really are, but deep down there's, there's lots of insecurities. So if you want to know more about this kind of stuff, where we talk about your dominant lifestyle, your subdominance, how to interact with people, why opposites attract, that is episode 78. So I just want to say those things because we, we've been referring to them yeah. a lot lately, so I just want to make sure. Yeah, I think it especially helps with this episode as well, understanding yourself. What drives you, yeah. what desires you have can help lead to your happiness. Man, do you guys have anything else? I, I, I feel like I did a lot of talking again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Kevin or Glenn? I, guys, was, I was enjoying Glenn's all about the carrots, carrots right now. <laughs> your steamed carrots are great. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think we nailed everything here. Yeah. I mean, we could we could overcomplicate it if you would like. But oh, let's do I, it. I don't I don't think it's necessary. I think we're I think we're in a good spot right now. Okay, I like it. I like it. Well, <clears throat> with that being said, as we wrap today, I challenge each and every one of our listeners to ask themselves: Are you the stakeholder in your own happiness? Look in the mirror. Am I the stakeholder of my own happiness? Who is the stakeholder of my happiness? What truly makes me happy? Is it a Moravian cookie? Is it a Stroopwafel? Is it laying on the couch during Christmas time, watching a Christmas story with the Christmas lights on? Or is it air conditioning? It's air conditioning for Glenn. It's air conditioning and a new grill and chicken wings. Right now it's air conditioning. Right now it's air conditioning. It's pretty hot here still, y'all. So... With all that being said, we do appreciate you listening. And I and I truly, again, I want to just state those questions one more time. Am I the stakeholder of my own happiness? If not, who is? And what truly makes me happy? Ask yourselves those questions this week. And you'll be well on your way to finding what your true happiness is. Thanks again for tuning in, y'all. We appreciate you. Tune in next week for another episode of the GYST Podcast. Get your shit together. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 